Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hello and welcome to episode 47. My name is Ray Romano. <laughs> and this is the It's you All... You sounded really uh, deep just then. A deep? Did I? Yeah. I was trying to do my Ray Ravon- Romano voice. What was his name again? Ray Romano. There you go. People tell me I sound like Ray Romano. You do, kind of. And the only line I can think of to copy from him is from Ice Age where he goes, so what, you got five melons? <laughs> or whatever, something like that. <laughs> two melons? Two melons. So what, you got two melons? Something like that. All right, so I'm Ray Romano, <laughs> and I'm sitting here drinking wine from a local winery called Hutchinson Farm and Winery. This is their red wine, and we are going to have them on the show soon. We are. We just went and interviewed them this past weekend, and you'll find out on the show how Apopka's a really small town. It is a really small town, and you know what? I was I was surprised by some of the stuff that we found uh, from there, and that my parents had met the people from Hutchinson. Yeah, it's a small town. It's Popka. Yeah, so it was really cool. Um, Sherry and John will be on the show soon. I don't want to. What's the date for that one? Do you know? I don't know the date, but it's in March. All right, so they'll be on in March. So anyway, that was. Uh, that was fun, and we're excited to have and them on. And the wine is good. The wine is very good. And I just got back from Houston today. You did. Houston, Texas. I did. And you like know Like everybody what? doesn't know where Houston is. <laughs> I have I, to right. tell them all. <laughs> Geography have, people. Can I tell you, this is going to sound so uh, silly, but the first time I went to Houston, I kind of expected everybody to be wearing like suit jackets and, and boots and belt <laughs> buckles and big hats, kind of like Boss Hog from uh, the Dukes of Hazard, Like Dynasty. Our dynasty, or JR <laughs> from Dallas. You expected everybody to look like JR? I expected everyone to look like JR from <laughs> Dallas. Uh, but it's not. It's a nice place. It's a nice city, and it's um, it's very cool. Not that it wouldn't be nice if you were wearing a suit jacket and dressed like yeah, Boss Hog, smoking well, cigars, or no, whatever. I think people look nice when they're dressed up, like usually with like jeans and a dress jacket, and they do have their cowboy hat on and their cowboy boots. Yep, that's it's how Boss nice Hog look. dressed. Yeah. Um, so while you were in Texas, I went and had dinner at Mindy's house. Yes. They invited me over, and your cousin Holly cooked dinner. What'd you have? Something you wouldn't like. It was like a sweet potato and chicken soup, and it, it was delicious. Ooh, you lost me at sweet potato. Yep. It was really good, and um, actually... Holly got the recipe from a chef that we are going to have on the show named Gary White. Oh, nice. And um, his Facebook page is called The Foodie Eats. The Foodie Oh, I saw that one pop up in the yeah. calendar. So I'm yep, excited about that. He is going to be on, so we're excited to... Uh, to chat with him and help support a, another local business. I love that. And I love talking about food. So that's going to be great. Um, yeah, we always love talking about food, don't we? <laughs> we do. You know what? I was thinking about something, though. As I was coming back, or actually as I was leaving to go to Houston, they the people from the little clear card place in there, and for those of you that travel, many of you probably have them, and I really would like to know because they gave me a little gift card thing where 30 days for free. I've been meaning to sign up for this card, and I don't know if there's a difference between the clear card and there's some other sort of international quick security card, but I think I'm going to sign up for it. And I uh, 
I'm curious if any of you have it. It's essentially the card that just gets you through security faster, but I noticed the people in the clear line getting through faster, Mm. and I'm just getting to the point where I travel enough to where it just makes sense. My boss asked me years ago to do it, or a year ago. So if you have the clear card, if you have a quick security card, Give me a call. Give us a call at the number. Let us know, you know, if how it works, if you like it, if there's one you recommend over the other. It's 407-490-3899. I've had a couple yeah. of people tell me about it, but I, I just don't I don't know what the deal is, which one is which. It'd be good information to give to people. It really would. And uh, I'm not sure if there's like a price difference. I think you have to go to the airport and get like interviewed first separately from your actual you can't like show up to travel and do it mm-hmm. so anyway i'm just curious but i think i'm finally gonna do it oh great you should you should i wanted to say happy birthday to my sister okay i went and had you can it's february 5th today so it's her birthday so we went and had breakfast together oh nice and it was nice just to spend a little sister time that is very nice all right well happy birthday heather 39th birthday. Next year's the big 4-0 for her. Dang. Mm-hmm. I already have something in mind. Oh, very nice. We'll all dress in black? No, I'll tell you after. It's got to be a surprise. Oh, it's got to be a surprise. Yeah, okay. we, can't, we can't ruin it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Very true. So I thought about something. Uh-huh. Your surgery's coming up beginning of March, right? Yeah. You and I started to watch the Hunger Games the other night. We watched the first one, and I've never really seen all of them. I think I've seen the first one a couple times now, and I saw like the last half of the second one. I think we should save them for after your surgery, and then we can have a day of like the Hunger Games trilogy and watch it from the beginning There's to the end. There's four of them. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, we got to get the other one. Because you're looking for things to do while you're kind of bedridden. Yeah. And sometimes, for me, when you're watching a series of movies with someone that hasn't seen them and it's some and it's some <laughs> that you really like. Dan said series. Oh, I said series. Yes. <laughs> and then she picked up. She popped up. But I, I think, you know, if, you, if you're if you sitting with someone that hasn't seen it and it's a movie series that you really like, it's more fun because yeah. you're like, get to see their reaction. I love it. I could watch it over and over. I've read the book so many times. Well, let's do that. Let's yeah. have a Hunger Games marathon after I your surgery. I love it. And so, yeah. So speaking of surgery, since my surgery is on the books for March 6th, as long as all the, you know checkups and everything like that checkups i'm having wine y'all <laughs> it sounded like you were having a hiccup when I you said checkups. no just my tongue got stuck or something i don't know anyway um yeah so march 6th so march's uh podcast will be a little different that month because i can't travel and i can't really put any weight on my no weight bearing right so we are going to do something a little different in march two weeks in the bed i've got like you have this vision I of have being, this vision like, of laid being up. like laid up, like in those um, full body casts that they put on you when you like break <laughs> your like neck. The ropes and pulleys all hanging from the ceiling. Okay, so maybe, but well, we'll figure something out. We'll figure out. something out. That'll be fun still. Yeah. You know? And I know we have we have friends and guests that will come over anyway. Yeah. Maybe that'll just be a friends and family month. Hey, guess what next week is? Wait, wait. Is it... Do it. It's from friends. It's what you do to me all the time. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course it is. February 14th is Valentine's Day yes. and also my youngest 21st birthday. Yeah. So what's our big Valentine's Day plans? 
So you know where we're going. I do know where we're going. Yeah, so we will be at Wakaiva Island. And seeing Atlantic Alibi. That's right. Yes, that is going to be a very fun night. I'm very yeah, excited about that. come out and have some drinks. Yeah. I think they usually have the, um, without a paddle, cafe usually has like charcuterie boards. I'm sure they'll have like that stuff you can order there if you need some little snacks. Yeah. They have great wine, great entertainment. So come out and see Dan and Angie at Wakaiva Island. And? We'll be hanging we will be hanging with Dan and Katie. That's Atlantic Alibi. And if you want to find out more about Atlantic Alibi, you can check out episode 36 of the podcast here. We interviewed them actually at the island. It was a great interview. Yeah. There's they- a, on our video page, there's actually a uh, video of them performing live for us. The song from Fleetwood Mac or Stevie Nicks called Landslide. That's right. It was beautiful. It really was. I've gone back and watched that a couple of times too. Yeah, she's too. got a beautiful voice. Oh. Yeah. But if you hear her sing Lady Gaga, you're going to die. Yes. You're going to die, You people. are. Oh, they did. That's the one song um, they did Shallow. last time we saw them. Mm-hmm. The Shallows. Mm-hmm. Wow. Blew me away. Blew me away. It was good. And I do want to, I want to mention this real quick before I forget. Valentine's Day is quickly approaching. Jennifer Smith is a florist, yep. like on her side job. Right. So every year they make Valentine's Day bouquets. Yeah, they're awesome too. I've seen them. They are awesome. Jennifer Smith, and it's 407-367-9162. And they do, I think the prices range from like $15, maybe to around 60 The prices are really good for what you get though. Yes, and they're beautiful arrangements. There's either roses, carnations, and um, start like I said, like fifteen dollars. So yeah, like perfect. have you if you've ever ordered from like some of the other big names? I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I have. And you pay the forty dollars. You see the picture online, then you see it when the person you sent it to like takes a picture uh-huh. or posts, and you're it's like, that's not that's it's not what you get with Jennifer and Mindy. It's uh, everyone I've seen. It's like uh, it's a it's a really nice yeah. setting. Uh, and if you call soon enough, you can get like a special order. They do delivery also. There's oh, nice. like a five dollar or so charge, but that's worth it to have Still it delivered. Can't beat it. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll have a little more details on the show notes for you though. Yeah. So yeah, yeah scroll down the show notes yeah. and then that's a good thing Start coming up. Start thinking well, about it now, and it supports a local business. That's so right, supporting that's local what you business do, and getting yourself out of trouble for Valentine's Day. <laughs> So um, anyway, as we are heading into the community call out, I just wanted to say this was a really fun one for me. Oh, so much fun. You know, we had uh, Billy Floyd from the Kitchen Killers. He came by, chatted with us for a little Mm -hmm. while, played a song. We actually have a YouTube video of the song on our video page on findandangie.com, or you can go to our YouTube channel. Uh, That was one of their originals. Yeah. And I saw their Facebook Live uh, last night, was it, when I was in Houston? Mm-hmm. And um, it was just, those guys are really entertaining. You can tell they've been entertaining for a while. Yes. Super talented on the mu- musical side as well. Um, super nice guy. I yeah, just, uh, you know, great. it was really, really cool yeah. having him here. It was and I very think, comfy. It was very, it yeah. felt like, yeah, this is normal. Yeah. And I, yeah. so I have a feeling we're going to be doing a lot of collaborative work with them. We are. We will actually be on their Facebook Live the 12th. The 12th yeah, of this month. I'm just waiting for confirmation back from, sure. um, I think Jen Hogan is kind of in charge of like their marketing and, you know, right. communications and stuff like that. Yep. So that was the date that I just emailed her that said we're available. Perfect. So, I can't wait. It'll be yeah. so fun. So that's kind of a good break off to head into the community call out where we sat with Billy for a while. 
So the thing about the Kitchen Killas is they have a very specific thing they do. It's why they're called the Kitchen Killas. So stay tuned for that interview coming up because it is one of the coolest concepts I've ever heard of as far as uh, musical talent and kind of how they're out entertaining everyone. Yeah, I love it. I do too. So stay tuned and we'll be right back with that interview with the Community Call Out. Are you looking for the perfect date night for the most romantic night of the year? Come and enjoy the talent of the perfectly paired musical acoustic duo Atlantic Alibi featuring Katie Dutton and Dan Myers at Wakaiva Island on Valentine's Day the 14th from 7 to 11 p.m. They cover a variety of classic rock songs, including Janis Joplin and Fleetwood Mac to Pink and Adele. Oh, and even a few dude songs by Incubus Tom Petty and Billy Joel. Find out more about Atlantic Alibi on episode 36. Or just go ahead and mark your calendar as busy for Valentine's Day and come out and enjoy some drinks and great music at the beautiful Wakaiva Island. Make sure to say hi to the talented duo and let them know that you heard about them from It's All Fine and Dangy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Community Call Out. We are so excited for the guest that is sitting here with us in the studio today. Indeed. Indeed, Mr. Billy Floyd is joining us from the unique acoustic duo, Kitchen Killers. Did I say that right? You said it right. Thank you so yeah, much. You got to put that, you know. A lot of people put the ERS at the end. I figured. Don't Google Kitchen Killers. You're going to oh, run into some yeah. content you really don't yes, want to run into. I, yeah, but I already did that. <laughs> Now I'm gonna. Now want, I have to go you, there. You don't want to. That's the whole thing. It's subliminal messaging. We love it. It uh, points yeah. right back to the same place, doesn't it? It, it does. And, and Kitchen Killer Us with an AZ was available on all platforms. So when we really first started cool. looking it up, it was actually given to us by a friend of ours who's also a musician in Polk County. Because oh, wow. when we first started doing this, it was Billy Floyd and the Commodore. And the Commodore actually today is on location in the Sahara riding Kimono Dragons. So oh. that's why he can't be here. That sounds dangerous. It is. He's 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 a he's very a dangerous guy. He. Well, I don't want to say he's dangerous. He's adventurous. Okay. I will say that I like he's, adventure. he's adventurous. So he is uh, he is the better half of, of Kitchen Killers. My best friend, a phenomenal musician, uh, a, a oh, great partner. Nice. I couldn't ask for for a awesome. better a better duo. Uh, he's extremely patient, and his musicianship is absolutely second to none. He's outstanding. Uh, so we originally started out as a five piece, but as we move forward, a lot of people, when the rubber meets the road, they don't necessarily complete the task. Yes. So yes. it got down to the great Commodore and I were the ones that were pushing forward 100%. We left the five piece, created another four piece that ran into the same issue there. We found ourselves being able to write and create and play and stream all the time. Wow. So we really started so push, you, pushing you, the So your synergy was really good together. Absolutely. And originally we were Billy Floyd and the Commodore. Yeah. And I wanted to really utilize social media because I was tired of the the same rat race. I've been in the music business for about 21 years now. Wow, that's and it's awesome. And it's always like build a, bl- build a band, practice Tuesdays and Thursdays, shows on Fridays and Saturdays. Yep. And I was just yeah. kind of tired of that. I'm like, man, I know Sounds social boring, media right? is an, I mean, it's it an untapped. Right? It does. Yeah. It gets repetitious, you know, yep. and social media was untapped for us. So we started streaming live on a random day at a random time from a random house in, in or a random room in the house right it would be from the band room or from the family room we tried it in the bathroom great acoustics thankfully that didn't catch on yeah no doubt <laughs> one night we did it from the kitchen my good friend tim uh, haggard was in there we did it on a friday night we really didn't think we'd have a lot of viewers because it's friday night and everybody's out right no they're not anymore they're home yeah wow. so we had uh, and it was the first time we had ever really gone live from the kitchen and 20 viewers was a lot of viewers to us that sure. was just a lot hey, you but know you know the kitchen is the place it, it is the, the kitchen is where is every- the heart 
of the home. It's the social it's hub of the house. It's where the food yeah. is. Yeah. It's where the light is. It's where the drinks are. It's yep. where the party is. And Any it don't party matter how to, small it is. Everybody still is true. like all crammed up that's in true. there when you're trying to cook. And you Oh, know, yeah. We had streamed from so many different rooms. One of my friends, Tim, was in there one Friday night and said, man, I saw you guys stream from the band room. You streamed from the, the family room. Now you're streaming from the kitchen. You guys are killing it. You're like the kitchen killers. Oh, and there I was it is. Like, I like That's the alliteration. It. I love it, Tim. I said, we're going to play with that a little bit. I looked on social media. It was available on all platforms. And That's I was like, amazing. sweet man, let, let's do this. So one of my friends said, would you come to my kitchen? And of course, I love saying yes. I was like, <laughs> we'll come to all the kitchens. And the Commodore looked at me like, what did you just do to us? Yes. And here come the invitations to all these kitchens. That's awesome. And we were like, so well, we said we're going to do it. So so take us back a minute, because sure. I, there's a couple things I could relate to and all that. One, I played the drums and I used to be in bands many years years ago and I, found, I see the sleeve my man oh, very good you. and I found that that is so true because you might sound really well together and have really good synergy but it doesn't take long before you find out one or more members of the band are either more or less serious than you are yeah. and it starts becoming yeah. a battle to get them to come out to do yep. practices or to do three gigs a week or whatever yep. it is so it's it's so true it's like a little family for it to work right yeah and with the five piece we had we had a we, we had a, a drummer that was a great guy but he was he didn't want to practice we yeah. had a bassist that I've was a there. phenomenal bassist but he was an a-hole yeah and we had an awesome <laughs> guitarist that was a phenomenal guitarist but he had no car no job and no money yeah so i'm going I'm like to a real artist up all the time uh-huh. i'm trying to get the drummer to practice i'm trying to get the yes. bassist to be kind and i'm spending all my time and all my energy just trying to get these guys on board and it really is tantamount if you have a four piece it's almost like you're each a wheel of a car and you have to be yeah. going in the same direction at the same speed if you have one going a different way or one wobbling one not rolling as fast you're not hitting your full potential yeah totally you can't find your full stride yeah and if you can't find your full stride you will not make it right that was it i found with a great commodore we're like a great motorcycle okay give us two wheels and we're rocking baby i have to know about the name the great commodore where did this come from uh yeah well i will say this (laughs) and what's your nickname billy what what is the rating of this show Uh, we're clean clean. okay cool but i still need to know so you have to tell me and dan so you can you can tell us you, know, you can tell us in a creative way. We just can't curse or whatever. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Uh, so no curse words. There was... Uh, the great Commodore and I have been in the restaurant industry for a long time. We were at one time in the restaurant industry together. Okay. And mm-hmm. after the night was over, a lot of the servers and the bartenders, they would all get together sure. at a common place. And Very familiar. Party. That party was normally at my house. Right. So he was preparing a treat for... The party. I got okay. you. So he's preparing a treat for the party. Right. Word. <laughs> sure. Uh, more people started to show up and he found himself not being able to prepare treats fast enough. Ah. So he was starting to instruct people on how to prepare the treats. Ah. So he went from creating a treat on his own to instructing other people. Now he's doing classes basically on Instructing other the... people. So he went from being the captain of one treat to the captain of many treats, which is a Commodore. <laughs> Very nice. I said, I you, it. my man, are the Commodore. <laughs> and the, the name amazing. stuck and that was stuck. in 2004. Wow. Okay. So the name has stuck and he said, you know, for the longest time, you were the only one that called me the Commodore. I love the anonymity. I'd really like to stick with the name. Yeah. I said, I bro, it. no problem, man. We can go by Billy Floyd and the Commodore. Oh, that's awesome. So what, like Angie asked, what is your nickname and why did you get it? Uh, Billy Floyd. Yeah. That's my name. That's my real name. So you don't have a nickname. No, He's the no, only no. One. And the reason that I wanted to do that is, as you can attest to, I've been parts of so many bands. Yes. I was part of a band in Orlando that I started in 2004 to 
2009 called Smile on McGee. And we were really making yeah, some really That's great headway. Yeah. But I had abandoned Billy Floyd. Well, at the end of Smile on McGee, when everybody decided to go their separate ways and I tried to get gigs, nobody knew who I was. Yeah. They had no mm. clue who I was. These are venues we had played for years. Nobody knew your had, actual name. Nobody knew my actual name. The only thing they recognized was my guitar, which I brought with me today. And it's a, it's a, it's a sunburst blue ovation. As soon as I took the guitar out of the case, they went, oh my God, you're from Smile on McGee. And I said, yeah. They said, why didn't you tell us that? I said, I don't want to lean on the history of old. You know, yeah. that's, you that's might not, not what I'm be, trying to do. Right. It might be doing it's something a different totally different. style. Yeah. Exactly. So I said, man, from here on out, I'm not going to get red because I know this is what I'm going to do for my life. Sure. And I was like, I'm not getting rid of that. So yeah. when I spoke with the great Commodore about Kitchen Killers, I said, I'm, I love branding. It's very important. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure that even though when we say Kitchen Killers, I'm going to introduce, good evening, everybody. My name is Billy Floyd and this is, and then the great Commodore, he introduces himself. And we are the Kitchen Killers, a touring acoustic duo crashing kitchens around the country every Friday night, and we do it for free. So oh, I love that it. just be kind of yeah. became a thing that we did. So we wanted those two things, Billy Floyd and the Commodore, to be synonymous with Kitchen Killers, but push all three brands at the same time. Well, yeah. it's very um, it sticks. It once well, I've heard it a few times now, and it totally sticks. So awesome, you guys are doing a great job yeah. with your branding. It's been a lot of fun. We've kind of let it take on legs of its own, you know. And yeah. We just kind of hold on for the ride. And the sure. thing is, to I'm a big person with improv, and a big thing with improv is yes and. That's how you respond when you're doing improv, when you're playing around, when you're kind of going back and forth with each other. Even if it's not necessarily true, you just yes and, yes play, and, and it yeah, keeps it moving each forward. Other. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So we've always been trying to like tweak the show little bits here and there, come up with different ideas. How can we evolve? How can we move it forward? How can we shift? How can we change? How do we keep up uh, with the content that people are digesting in this real-time world? Right. Yeah. Oh, so that's really, a hard thing. It really seems that... Um, it kind of just took off organically. I mean, of course, Absolutely. you guys worked on it, but sure. the whole kitchen idea came out just completely. Because you were trying different organically. things, yep. and you just kind of—it sounded like a lot of word of mouth got you into different kitchens. Yes, is that still mainly how you see it, or is yes, it, a, a yeah. big a big part of that? And we don't want to let go of our roots. So in the very beginning, a good friend of mine, Ian, would say he he was the first one asked, "Would you come to my kitchen?" I said, "We'll come to all the kitchens." He said, "What happens if I don't want to cook?" I said, "We'll bring a chef." I didn't know a chef. I didn't know a cook. I I was going to ask no how idea. the chef got involved. No how clue. Did this well, tell us how the chef. So yes. interesting to so me. So it was. So we had said that, and yep. then people were like, "Wow, that's a great idea. You guys will come to the house on a Friday night, and if we don't want to cook, you'll bring a chef." I was like, "Hell yeah! How are we going to do this?" <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how we're going to do this. So I started. But you were asking in the restaurant people, business for years. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So we kind of know what it takes to do well in a kitchen that you're unfamiliar with, you know, and you have to be just as evolutionary. You have to be just as, uh, I would say, responsive to your local environment and your immediate environment. Yeah. So when you walk, you never know what kind of, we, we never know what kind of kitchen we're going to walk into. Yeah, but you would no need, idea. you would need someone that is skilled in yep. cooking. Cause I can yep. tell you as someone sure. who is not, I <laughs> struggle in a, my own kitchen to do something beyond like scrambled eggs or a steak. Sure. <laughs> but I could see why you, you can't really perform the music and cook at the same time. You no, would do correct. injustice to both of them. Correct. And there was one time that we ran into that where the host um, had something come up and they had to cancel. The chef that we normally had wasn't available. But we don't stop. We've, sure. We haven't missed a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday in two and a half years. That's we've amazing. played oh, every single great. time that we've yeah. ever had a show. Last night was a great example of that. We had some things come up, but we just had to learn, adapt, evolve, and yep. move forward. So one time, the host canceled and our chef couldn't make it. I had just recently got a Ninja Foodie. I don't know if you guys have. 
couple oh, of yeah. these. We know what Absolutely those are. fantastic. I was like, okay, all we're going to do between the songs, we're going to go through the refrigerator, we're going to reheat things in the Ninja Foodie, and we're going to make the whole night about how awesome this Ninja Foodie is. You need sponsorship <laughs> from those guys. That's what I'm talking about yeah. right there, my man. He knows what's going on. So <laughs> That's the, how you the work chef it. thing came out to where we started asking people in our live show, like, if you guys would be interested in joining us at a show and being a chef, let me know. One of my good friends, Dennis Cutter, uh, who I've been in the convention world with for a while, Megacons, Supercons, things like that. We cosplay in, a, in the same group together mm-hmm. as the Avengers, or it's a lot of fun. You know? Oh, yeah. we got to talk about so, that. Oh, bro. People I've been doing it since 2012. People tell us we should be in cosplay because we make our, 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 we go all out for Halloween. We make our yeah. costumes every oh, year. Dude. I'll show you We've the pictures. We've won a couple years yeah. in a row, which we're nice. very proud of. Yeah. And um, so everybody's like, aren't you into cosplay? And we're like, no, I guess we should be. We though. really should. Sounds really fun. It's, yeah. it's, it's a very, it's, it's a, a lot fun. of work though. As most environments, it's a lot of fun, but it, as in most environments, there are people there that are there for different reasons. Some yeah. people are there because they're passionate about cosplay. Some people are there because they're passionate about attention. Yeah. And and that can be, that, that, that dichotomy doesn't always agree with each other. Yeah. You know, there's some really amazing people in all industries, the music industry, the entertainment industry. There's some amazing people, but there's also some people that you kind of want to steer of away course. from. And you'll learn yeah. that of course. throughout your uh, journey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Dennis Cutter reached out, a good friend, and he said, man, I would love to join you on a show. Would that be okay? And he's I the said, mad scientist, correct? Bingo. So the very first time we crashed his kitchen, he's from Maryland. So he showed me, he was like, this is what I'm going to come up with. I'm going to make this. I said, dude, you're like a mad scientist. This is awesome. <laughs> I was like, the mad scientist from Maryland. Is it cool if I put that in a description for the event? He goes, I love it. So he became the mad scientist. So he did the cooking right. at his house Correct. during the event. Correct. So how does it normally work whenever... Um, you bring the chef along. Are they sure. cooking with the things that are already on hand, or you, do you kind of come up with a menu ahead of time? It's all done, Alec. It's it's all done different shows. So, okay. for example, if you guys were like, "Hey, man, we would love you to crash our kitchen," and then you say, "I'm not a very good cook," you know, like <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to burn the house do. down. I don't know what to do with the mad scientist via be available. I reach out to Dennis. Say, Dennis, oh, I they, see. W- they want us to crash your kitchen June fifth. Are okay. you available June fifth? And he goes, "Yeah, man, I have June fifth open." So what we would put a Facebook group together or we put a text group together so we can communicate. Sure. We find out how many people you're going to have, how many heads, any dietary restrictions, something that you're interested in. Yep. So we make sure we have enough cool. food. And a lot of times the only cost that the host is really responsible for is just the cost of food. We don't That's charge amazing. for entertainment. We don't charge to prepare the food. We have a donation jar. So say, if you, you like tips. Yeah, if you like what you like, you know, toss a couple bucks in there. We have some merchandise that we sell as well. But Very we wanted cool. to, normally when we do business ventures, we, we do charge. You know? Yeah. Uh, but sure. our hourly rate is not necessarily something that a normal middle class family can afford, especially for a Friday night to entertain some friends. Sure, sure. You know, so we figured let's lean on the community and allow them to give us what they believe that we have earned and what we deserve. But oh, what great, great experiences this gives you, and it just really connects yeah. you with your community. You never know who you're going to meet. It's true, and that's what I always. We told didn't Dan. know who we were going to meet today. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I was telling them on the way over. They, they said, "They said, is this a house? Is this a business?" I said, "I have no idea." And they said, have you, "Have you met these people?" I said, "Nope." I, you know what I think? A reoccurring <laughs> theme it, I'm getting out of this is I've always thought you're more important than anything in business and relationships is your ability to adapt to change. And it sounds like you apply that to when you go out and you guys are doing your shows sure. and just in life in general. Sure. Uh, well, I didn't know the great Commodore wasn't able to make the show last night and mm-hmm. we didn't know that he was going to be able to do that until Wednesday night. He reached out to me and said, hey man, I'm not going to be able to make Friday. What do we do? I said, I got it. 
Don't worry about it. Reach out to two other great musician friends of mine. Reach out to the Mad Scientist. We reach out to the host. So we had the Mad Scientist there last night. I let the host know what was going on. I brought two other lead singers, Jack Connor from Vertebreaker, Zach Cabral from Conflicting Motive. So I opened it up, introduced the host, introduced the Mad Scientist. I played two songs, brought Jack on. He played a song. Zach came in. He played a song. So at the end of the show, we had three different musicians. We did Shrimp Creole last night, which was, oh, the Mad Scientist killed it. And then he made a butterscotch bread pudding. I saw her showing that and I was dying because I love bread pudding or creme brulee those are my two things Uh, our our no sugar (laughs) diet this year is killing me the more we talk about these delicious foods it it was terrible you didn't miss anything that's why it was amazing it was was beautiful and and last night was one of those things where we didn't know how we had to act really quickly we found out Wednesday night that the entire dynamic of the show was going to change and we don't stop the show must go on I love that I have the same philosophy with us we've never missed a show and we've had to rearrange not to that degree but I think being able to was what's going to bring success yeah, we Do have you, a gr- really great crowd too and a, yeah. and, and a great crew like well, Shelly Wheeler helps us out so much she takes the pictures she puts the videos together we have Jen Hogan our press and promotions coordinator and they know that the way that we operate is in real time you have to be able to act yeah. especially when things don't go as planned right so it's probably Jen who I was communicating it with was. it Jen was Jen is absolutely fantastic you know what I love that you said though is when the Commodore um called you and said, I have this emergency. You said, got it. You took the stress off of him because he was 100%. probably stressed a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah. I, I need to make this show. He, he said he was so worried about telling me because he didn't know how. He was like, bro, I was so scared to tell you. I didn't want to disappoint you. I'm like, you can't disappoint me, man. You're my best friend. It's oh. all right. Oh, Every, you guys are best got, friends too. That's he's amazing. my boy. Everybody's got their struggles, man. Yeah. Everybody's got their sure. times. I was like, it's it, this is supposed to be fun, my brother. I'm yeah. like, it'll be totally fine. We had a, If I need to do the show by myself, I'll do it by myself. But yeah. I knew I wouldn't have to because we have such a great community. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I, again, I wanted to take the stress off him. Yeah. You know, he, he messaged me yesterday. He's like, thanks for being so understanding. I'm like, you're my boy. That's course, great. dude. That's like, support dude, system. We're, we're best friends first. Yeah. Everything else after that is just a byproduct of our friendship. Yeah. So how long have you been best friends? When did you meet? Uh, we met in 2006 uh, when we worked in a restaurant together. We were okay. bartenders together. Right. And then um, I pursued music and he pursued the restaurant industry. He be, he, he moved up. He's very, very goal oriented doesn't yeah. matter what he does he is going to give it a hundred and ten percent so he made it to where he thought he wanted to be in the restaurant industry and then realized very quickly that's not where he wants to be right so about two yeah about two and a half years ago we he, he was visiting me i was living in davenport at the time he was in brandon so he was mm-hmm. visiting me about once a week we'd grill some wings we'd play some music right. and he, he kept in touch with me he said he said hey man i really want to do some I really want to do the music thing. I really do. Like, is there something that you've got going on that I may be able to be a part of? Because you're the guy. Cool. And I said, I have a, I have a four piece right now. I need a rhythm guitarist and a guy that can kill the harmonies, man. If you're down for that, let's rock and roll. He goes, do you think we can do some covers and do some cover shows and make some money? I said, we will do some covers, but... It's an original you, band. You bake them together. I remember we, those we days. Got, yeah. We got to bake them together. Yeah. Exactly. You, you get them in yeah. with the cover and then you make them fall in love with the original. Exactly. So was he always into music? Oh, yeah. Oh, so since he, he was younger? He hasn't been in the entertainment industry of music. That's okay. where I've been. He's been in the in the education form of music all from grade school. He's oh, played wow. brass. He's played drums. Okay. He was in drum corps Very in high technical. school band. He was in church choir. So he brought 20 years of musicianship to the project and I bought 20 years of entertainment to the project. It's like a perfect 
perfect meld right it, there. It absolutely is. Because without the musicianship, you're not going to have the structure to be a sound musician and a sound project. But without the entertainment aspect, you may be a sound musician, but it's not entertaining. Yeah. So when we put those two, th- those two things together, it really started to turn into a really awesome harmony uh, of, of creativity and ideas. But again, based on that friendship. Yeah. So we had been friends for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think this project has really taught us both patience and understanding, forgiveness and trust. A yeah. lot of trust. Because he knows I have the best interests of Kitchen Killers in mind. Yeah. And I'm not going to do anything that's going to hurt the image. So if he knows I'm pushing forward with something, he's got he's got my back it's, 100%. It's in the interest of both of you, not exactly. just yourself. And it's vice versa. Yeah. You know, yeah. vice versa. I'm not going to do anything that is going to delineate or hurt his, his career at all, ever. So take us back. I have to know this too. So take us back a bit. So you've talked about how you've always been into music. When did you find that you loved music enough to start performing? And I've heard you say in other interviews that you're very versatile. And as someone who's admittedly not, um, (laughs) you know, I have like two or three different types of music, but how did you find, have you always been sort of interested in all music or Um, did you have a certain genre that you liked and then grew into others as you started playing? My mom and dad were big into music. So when I was a little kid my mom had a massive record collection which she still has and it was all different types of music she was the kid on the block with the awesome music collection oh, nice. so all throughout the year we would listen to different types of music you know it didn't matter all the holidays would come we listen to holiday music she was a big fan of Janis Joplin and the Beatles and Elvis my dad was a big big fan of Joe Cocker he was a big fan of Pink Floyd nice so there's all rock, always though. music in the house all rock yeah when mm-hmm. I started getting into into high school I started listening to different radio stations meeting people that listen to different types of music that's when I started getting into like the digital aspect of it and the rap and the hip hop and the country original I wasn't really a country fan because I don't think I was in the kind of environment that suited country music just not the kind that my parents or my yeah. friends listen to so I didn't really know that's not always the reason can I tell you though because yeah, yeah, I, me up. I grew up I was born in a popka I've grew up here in the south sure. and no offense to anyone but I was surrounded by pretty much nothing but country music his dad's best life. friend was John Anderson from so. the yeah he's an old <laughs> wow. he's an old uh, uh, John Anderson it was a uh, he still plays and he's still great but he a great guy but he used to be kind of in the top 40 of country a lot way back mm, in like wow. the 80s but uh, they had a band in high school together so it was all country and I cannot stand country music. It's well, if, not that there's anything wrong with it. If you're oversaturated by it, yeah. it's the same thing. I think that's it's what it is. Yeah. They could be that. Yeah. Sure. When I got into college, I was, let me, well, when I got into college, I had just lost a job during the summer for various reasons. Right. So the next summer, I decided to take extra classes and stay on campus. So I started a little IT company with my friend Neil Kennedy, and we went to his house to get some computer equipment. Right. As, I'm, as we're walking down the hallway, I pass a room full of musical equipment. I had never touched a guitar. I had never been that close to a guitar. And how old were you at this point? I was uh, seven, 18. I was 18. Wow. So okay. I look in the room and I'm like, wow, that's cool. Look at those guitars. I didn't know the difference between acoustic, electric, bass. I had no and idea. And how old were you at the time? Um, 17 or 18. or 18. Wow. Let me see. It was, my, it was the summer of my sophomore year. I was... I think I was 19 on the verge of 20. Wow. So I said, man, that's really cool. I've never seen anything. He goes, do you want to play? I said, I don't want to mess anything up. He goes, no, no, no. Let, let me, let me you know, give you a guitar. Sure. So he put a six string uh, electric fender in my hands and it was a lot of strings. Oh, wow. And I said, man, that's a lot of strings. Yeah. He goes, I, I have a four string one. I said, I like that. Let's do that. <laughs> and it was a P bass. So he put the P bass in my hands and right away I he put the headphones on and I was creating music and I didn't know what I was doing, but it was yep. so cool. So he said, if you want to use that, 
we can bring it back to campus and you can use it. And that's when the addiction started. Oh, wow. I put on the headphones and I started listening to Goo Goo Dolls and I was playing the bass oh, line them, along yeah. with the songs. So you automatically had so, an ear for oh, it. Oh, man. And I started playing all the songs. So you just had it. This is so relatable because I was probably... 17 the first time I ever sat behind a pair of drums and I'm not saying I was amazing but it was in someone's garage and I guess I had been air drumming enough in my life to where <laughs> I was steering literally wheel, the desk whatever I was it playing is. like the hi-hat and the bass and the snare in Heck rhythm yeah. and, and I, they were like how long you been playing I was like this was the first time I'd ever sat down You're like so, 34 seconds right <laughs> that's how my youngest son Logan was yeah. um, he at like seven is like I want to you know take guitar lessons you sure know? And so we got him a little little guitar and got him to the classes where they teach like ode to joy you know these basics and he looked at the guy and said hey when are we gonna rock out this is boring yeah that was it like he's self-taught sure and, and he's really he moved good on to drums yeah. then he played piano for a little while now awesome. he raps it's he's an su- it's artist such an expression you know? it, it really is. is such an expression but it's interesting to me that you're kind of wired for it to yeah. the point to where you just took off the moment you started playing basically it, it really became and i i think everybody is on their own journey where they're seeking a passion something they can connect to where they of say course. man i'm looking oh, for indeed. that one thing I'm looking for that one thing what am I supposed to do here and I don't necessarily know if this is what I'm supposed to do yeah. but it's a lot of fun it feels good yeah. too it's right? a lot of fun yeah. so I started playing bass as much as possible but then I wanted to sing and play music at the same time because I'd always written yeah. so I was like mm-hmm. man let me, I need an acoustic guitar so I went on eBay and I bought a $60 guitar which I still have to this very day Nice. I wrote my first song I, I had always been in theater, so I'd always been performing in front of people. So I signed up for a, a Battle of the Bands. I was just a oh, solo cool. musician that only wrote one song in my whole life. Right. I played this one song, but I told a good story. In the very beginning, I told a good story. I played the song, and I won the battle, oh, which my was gosh. so cool because I still had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> so I just kept writing and writing. And that builds your confidence, writing. too. It, it really That's did. confirmation, though, right there, isn't it? it a big part of it, yes. Yeah. It was like, man, it was like, I can, I can you know, I can connect to people. And yeah. that was a huge part of it. Like I've, I've told people and people don't necessarily invest in your song. They invest in your journey. Yeah. They want to know mm-hmm. about you, where you came from, why you write, what you write about. Yeah. It, like, for example, Lady Gaga could re- record the alphabet and it's going to be platinum. Absolutely. Sure. Why? <laughs> it's not because it's the alphabet. It's because it's Lady Gaga. Right. Yeah. That's why they connect to her journey. Yeah. You know, so I started writing and writing. I started realizing, man, I can really express myself in ways that I was never able to. Right. How do I do this? How do I connect to somebody? Because I could tell you in words they say every time you you sing you pray twice and that that kind of comes from a religious background you know i was raised roman catholic i learned a lot about eastern and western religions Uh and i'm still on that journey yeah but i always thought that was really really important to be able to connect to somebody and get an idea across if you could sing it Mm -hmm. to them it has a deeper impact it gets past that superficial skin that superficial i've been told this before but through song somehow it permeates the soul Yes. You know, so I said, man, I, let me let me start to write. Let me see what I could do. Personally, it was an expression of myself. Yeah. It was a way for me to get it out there. But then I started realizing other people were connecting to the song. The song meant this to them. Yeah. It meant this to and them. And it means different things, too. Like that was when my you favorite thing. Think of songs that you've listened to at certain stages of your life when you were going through whatever journey you were on. Sure. And that song from that time period. Or brings it back. Brings it back. Immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, it became something of just a passion of mine. I started doing it over and over and over again. I had moved to Orlando. I was in my first band called Open in 2002. We grew way too fast. We didn't know how to manage it. Mm. We didn't know how to deal with it. We were really young and totally stupid. That sounds like and, a typical band. Right? Exactly. Typical. We made all yeah. the mistakes that young, stupid bands you gotta make. Learn those, you you know, got to learn through those. That, that band fell through the pieces, fell, fell through the cracks, which is totally fine. I learned a lot from sure. it. Uh-huh. And I just never gave up. You know, I yeah. kept going and going. My good friend Jimmy Thomas, still one of my closest 
closest friends today reached out to me and said, man, what are you doing with music these days? At the time, I was doing network operations for AOL in Tampa. And I said, I'm just recording. He goes, send me something. So I sent it to him. He goes, what are you doing in Tampa? Yeah. He goes, bro, come to Orlando. Let's make this happen. So I went to Tampa within a month. We had, I had my first acoustic album. Within two months, I had my Smile McGee. Yeah. We had that. From, now, that uh, was in Tampa or here? In that or- was in Orlando. Okay. I was in Tampa he for a short from period Tampa of time. He went Tampa to Orlando, okay. yeah. So I was in Orlando with Open, moved to Tampa to get a job because I was dating the wrong person at the time, and sure. she tried to motivate me to be a professional. Uh, <laughs> then that didn't work out, and I was like, Can't this fit is me dumb. me in that box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't put me in a box. Yeah. So then I came back to Orlando and poured everything into it, you know, and oh, just tried amazing. to grow my career at the same time that I was, that I was pushing the music and people said you have to make a choice I said no you don't I said I'm going to push my passion which is IT and engineering and creativity and music I was going to ask are you is this your full time gig or hopefully one day it will yes okay right now the IT pays the bills Mm -hmm. you know uh, which enables me to do things like this and enables me to afford the equipment and the microphones afford the LLC afford all the taxes afford all the equipment that we need and the travel and the promotions and the marketing and the advertising and the merchandise enables me to put a business together of course but hopefully we're starting to see a transition we've picked up some really great sponsors over the past couple months yeah I was going to ask about sponsors did you want to mention any of them heck yeah Yeah. drop them sponsors we just started we just started (laughs) Uh, working with uh, Denny Tornatore who is the owner and operator of Tornatore's Pizzeria and it's much more than just a pizzeria he is an outstanding chef and an outstanding cook we actually crashed their kitchen on a Monday when they were closed with a good friend of ours named Pizza Peisenberg at the restaurant yeah we went to the restaurant and uh, we worked with my man Chris Coleman Uh, he goes by Pizza Peisenberg he actually travels to different kitchens all over the place and he will teach you how to make pizza so you guys can make pizza together it's really really cool oh it sounds cool oh it's awesome dude He's, he's an awesome awesome guy we went to Turnatore's. We created this pizza. I made my first pizza live, and we took all the ingredients came from the streaming audience. So I was like, "What do you guys want to do? This is oh, what that's we got." A good and idea. People were like, "Oh, put that on there. Put that on there. Put that on there." They oh, probably tried cool to make idea. it gross, didn't they? Dude, they did, and it was still incredible. <laughs> oh wow, so much cheese. So <laughs> very was, interactive. I oh, love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And Denny saw that, yeah. and he said, "Man, this is really great." He goes, "You guys are really doing something I have never seen before. I'm you trying are. to get more involved with social media. I'd really like to partner with you guys." And he just signed on last week. Yeah, that it was is super cool. Amazing. A good friend of ours, Reese Peacock, he owns EMS Mobile Detailing. I and saw him on the show. I connected before. to that yep. to his passion, and we have nothing to do with mobile detailing. Yeah. But that dude is so passionate. He started detailing in two thousand and one through the housing pop. He almost lost everything. He lost his house. He lost everything. He continued the business, poured his heart and soul into it, came out clean on the other end. And is, and anybody that's got that kind of passion, of course. those are the kind of people we want to yeah. surround and drive. Just, oh, that just is drive. That dude does not give up. Yeah. You know, so to have him on, he found us through Tom and Dan. Uh, we were really, really fortunate to sit down with Tom and Dan. A corporate time with Tom and Dan, absolutely incredible dudes. Yes. He found us through Tom and Dan, reached out to us, and he's like, man, I really dig what you guys are doing. Started watching the show. We invited him on the show. He goes, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be, I, I, I'm really nervous. I said, bro, you're in good hands. Yes. We got you. We're not going to put you in a position that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. We're going to ask you positive questions. We're going to ask you easy stuff. We're going to build you up. So, so take us back for a minute because, sure. so real quick plug, sort of, Tom and Dan, that's Daniel Dennis that used to be on the Monsters in the Morning, and yep. then Tom was drunky, right? Uh, I That I don't know. Yes. I'm not 100% sure. I think so, yep. but that's always kind of been like one of those things where some people say, oh yeah, he was, and some people say, I don't, I'm 
not 100% sure. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of sounds like him. Yeah, he does sound like, like if him. You, if I, I thought if he was. If you're able to re- register the tone, it's yep. very, very similar. You so might be right. So that's the same show Carlos Navarro yep. is on, yes. yep. who's been on forever. I've been listening to those guys yes. since I they were Carlos overnight. I met Carlos Navarro at Space Coast Comic Con two years ago. Oh, did you? He was a guest there, yes. and uh, we had a table as well. We were cosplaying. We had a show on Friday night, and a good friend of ours, Garrett from Hanging with Web Show, had Carlos Navarro well, We on. know those guys, too. Awesome dudes. Yeah, man. they are. And yeah. he said, Billy, do you want to join me? I got Carlos Navarro here. And I said, absolutely. And Carlos Navarro was on The Walking Dead. Yes, yes he so was. I remember so, listening to that episode where yeah. they wished him farewell and good luck oh, because he was going to be on The Walking Dead. I said, man, what a cool circle. And now he's on really a uh, brand new, I believe it's an HBO show coming out. Mm-hmm. But what's good funny is him, Carlos, dude. so many years ago, uh, my ex-wife worked for Clear Channel over there and I was over there all the time with my kids and everything. And so I met all those guys when they used to work for all the stations and sure. I just kind of kept knowing them over the years. On the periphery, you know, we don't hang out or anything, but when Carlos got the gig on The Walking Dead and uh, him and his wife would do this thing, the Meglos thing they do uh, every Friday night, I think. They mentioned my book and all. So we And we're Facebook friends and we chat a little bit, but my family used to get so annoyed with me here because I would go, Hey, there's Carlos. Every time Carlos was on in the background, or there's Carlos backing up. Did you there see Carlos? So that was driving yes, we saw Carlos. It's such a cool community that we're all it a is. part of, man. It yeah. really is. And we've met so many incredible people that are just super passionate about what they do. Yeah, agreed. And so I, what I was getting at is though you have your own podcast you guys do, right? Mondays and Wednesdays. And originally... I I don't know if it borders on the definition of podcast. You know, I'm really not sure because originally they were just live streams. Monday we do what's called a wrap up and we would mm-hmm. just bring people in and we would explain what we did for the last, you know, seven days. And then we started having guests. And then now we have guests booked almost every single so Monday, really it every is a single podcast. month. It sounds like a podcast yeah. to me. Which has been so much fun. We took it on Mondays, we took it out of the kitchen and we talk, took it to a podcast table where we have the headphones and the microphones. Sure. You know, we just got, uh, both the Commodore and I have two RC300 loopers that we are able to use for vocals and I don't guitar. know what you're talking about. He does. He knows. <laughs> Well, I know what a looper is. I don't know what yeah. the model there is. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, a, it's a three-channel looper. I think uh, a nice. movie with Bruce Willis looper. when you yeah. say looper. And, oh, dude. Also <laughs> an awesome mo- movie. It is. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, Bruce he's one Willis. of my favorites. Outstanding yep. movie. Yeah, it's uh, a good so one. So we sat down and we said, man, this would be really cool to start having some guests on. So we told Jen. Jen Hogan, absolutely fantastic. Jen, we love you. A hundred thousand degrees. So she awesome. said, absolutely I'm going to make it happen. She said, yep. Yeah, what kind of guests did you want? I said, all the guests, Jen. You all sound of like them. us. Bring all them on. Them. Bring them <laughs> on. She it. goes, if they're passionate, if you dig them, we'll check them out. Because we want to vet it to a yeah. degree. You know, we want to make sure that, because we're representing our image just sure. as we're representing mm-hmm. their image. Yeah. You know, so she would she would vet them. She'd reach out to me. I'd look into their social media. Man, these guys look really great. They're really passionate. Let's chat. Yeah. We'll see how the energy is through chat. I always love talking to people on the phone. You can get so much from the vocal timbre of somebody's within voice. A, within, sure. within a few seconds, uh, very, literally. very quickly. That's, We've always talked because I've I've always said that I can make connections over the phone. Sure, yeah. Like somebody calls me to ask about something, and we're on the phone for forty five minutes, and just getting get to know each other. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like you you know them once you go to meet them because you had this very personal conversation on the phone when it was just a business call. Like yeah. it was supposed to be just sure. a business call. And 45 minutes later, it's like, oh, hey. Now you're friends. Now I know you. Yeah. Now, you, you got, know. now you got a lot in yeah. common and she's selling you a house. That's right. Yeah. Oh, What's up, Heather Logue? Best I, realtor. I'm just, <laughs> a pit bull. Yeah. yeah. 
I love people. I have talking. Sure. You're probably like me at the grocery store. Talk yeah. to the person behind yeah. you. Talk to the, everybody. We're like, we're, hey, We're hey. all guilty of that, I think. Hey, come over here. We're having a yeah. That's we're a lost a art. Yeah. That is a lost art with a lot of people, though. In the younger generation, they Agreed. prefer to text or email, or and, yep. and they will do not want to make a phone call. There's a lot of anxiety with younger people yeah. around making phone calls now. And that's, which, you bring up a really good point. There's a lot of anxiety there. And yep. I think the reason of that is because it's a lost art, because they're not familiar right. with it, because they're not putting themselves out. And like I think a big part of that is to be in the community meet people you've never met before say hello to strangers be yes. polite don't touch them be don't break kind. the law be like kind Ellen says be kind absolutely yeah. you know, so Monday started to turn into let's move it from the kitchen to the table let's get the headphones let's get the microphones and let's really share what the community is doing with our community yes so then that That's turned cool. into Wednesdays so Wednesdays we do what's called a you pick two show I was every, just going to ask about that every yeah. Tuesday we put up a poll at noon with five songs on it we don't vote we let the community vote they vote on the songs the songs with the top two highest numerical votes they're the ones that we play and those are the ones you've played in the kitchens uh, is that what you do usually sometimes okay. like the Wednesdays are used to be done from the kitchens and now we realize that the podcast setup we had the sound is so pure and it's so clean so Wednesdays are now also done from the podcast table through the loopers because you get that you get that more personalized sound yes. you know Fridays are always done from the kitchen. Okay. Always yeah. done cool. from the kitchens. And we were able to build the arsenal of covers that we had from the recommendations we got from the hosts. So in the very beginning, we would say, hey, thank you for inviting us to your kitchen. Give us a list of three to five songs that you would like to hear us cover. Right. And they would give us three to five songs. We would pick one. They wouldn't know what it is that would suit the set, suit the night, suit the menu, suit the energy. Right. And then we would debut it at the end of the set. And we were able to add so many covers to the arsenal of covers that we had, yeah. which then turned into, we wanted four. 14 covers and 14 originals. That was our idea in the very mm-hmm. beginning. Yep. Then we got to almost 30 originals and well over 60 covers. Wow. And we were like, okay, <laughs> let's let's bring it down for a yeah. second. How many songs do you normally play in a kitchen? Uh, between nine and 10. Okay. So between nine and 10. And we, we always open it up. We go original cover, original cover. At the very end, we leave it up to the community. You guys let us know if you want to hear an original or if you want to hear a cover. First of all, first vote to five wins so you have to type it in the chat you can't scream it in the kitchen it has to be fair to everybody so people grab their phones log into the show and be like original okay cool Cool. whoever makes it to five first they win and at the end we every now and then we do the pop tart song by uh, Peter Griffin and Glenn Quagmire uh, because it's the best combination of all things pop tarts and butter guys check it out I know you have some copyright (laughs) things going on so by all means man uh, Peter Griffin and Glenn Quagmire they they, they both found out they were afraid of a bee at the same time in an episode and they harmonized perfectly together so then they did it again they were like oh my god this, this is the family really guy show right yep. yeah my They're son like, is crazy let's take about it on the road show. so they wrote about things they love oh, they toured gosh. the country and they were kind of like a duo as well and Jacob one of the probably coolest knows things that was episode. oh yeah one of the coolest <laughs> things was they song they sang a song about pop tarts and it was always a thing a joke on the show like for example i'll be like oh well you know tonight if you guess this Lindsay is going to offer you a free lifetime supply of strawberry frosted pop tarts all you have to do is guess this in the feed and she will make sure that you are delivered fresh toasted pop tarts every day what do you make sure you it's want. a question that can't be answered usually yeah usually so you're gonna get in trouble oh one yeah day with that. you know, right? became a thing our friend calvin phillips who's been a friend of the commodore and i for yeah. we all we all worked at the same mm-hmm. restaurant together for a long time he said man I've, i i was gonna put on the three to five song list he goes i was gonna put the pop tart song and i was like the what so we we listened to it i looked at the Commodore, I'm like, we need to do this. Oh, that's <laughs> we great. We have to do <laughs> this. So at the end, every now and then, that's at the end fun. of the show, when the energy feels it, we rock the Pop-Tart song. There you go. So sometimes it's 11, but normally it's between 9 and 10. 
And if Kellogg's is listening, I guess Pop Tarts would be another good sponsor. Hashtag Kellogg's, where are you at? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> or we, whoever we, makes We push Bud Light for a really long time because the Commodore loves Bud Light. So a thing that we used to say was hashtag Bud Light, where are you at? Come on, guys. We, we want to get people to know yeah. who you are. You're kind of small and just getting going. Let us know. We really want to help. <laughs> So Jen Hogan reached out to Wayne Dench Incorporated in Sanford, which is a Bud Light distributor. Right. Jason Sauer, absolutely awesome dude. He fell in love with the show, so we have our Bud Light sponsorship. Oh, how great uh, is that? Need, cool, they man. need a sideways brewery. Oh, yes. We, in North we know Carolina. some breweries up That's up okay. North. They're we, an amazing my, my sister lives in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We crashed her kitchen, and uh, this past June, she graduated uh, from college. Oh, She's congratulations, sister. She's actually leading a uh, Senate campaign for Crystal Figueroa for a Democratic seat for the Senate. She's her oh. campaign manager. Wow. wow. Dude, my sister's deep into the political world, man. Let me tell you, she wow. is brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, how, we, how far away have you traveled for your farthest kitchen crashing? Um, I would say, if it, if it wasn't like a family or a special thing so we've gone to Dragon Con which was in Atlanta so we did that Um, we went to Asheville North Carolina we've covered all of Florida we've gone all the way down to I would say the furthest we've gone is Miami we've gone down to South Florida that's pretty much all the way down we've gone to (laughs) we've gone to Jacksonville and Tallahassee Mm -hmm. um, in in Florida Um, and some of them are longer trips so we normally try to crash a little bit get up and drive home but originally it was just the great Commodore and I and we were trying to like get home all the time We, we played in Okeechobee one day which was like two and a half hours away yeah. Yeah. and we drove back after the show that was I'll never do that again yeah, it's a long I was white knuckling Late. like you're yeah. trying to stay awake you got the AC cranking you got the windows down you yeah. got the music on and all your body wants to do is it's sleep yeah. Yeah. that was it how long are you normally at a kitchen when you're when you guys visit uh, we try to get there around 8 o'clock the show's mm-hmm. live at 9.05 so we try to get there around 8 o'clock shake hands check out the kitchen we have a very quick setup it only takes about 10 minutes we jump on the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi we test the signal of course yes. uh, we get everything set up we run a live test to make sure the audio is working properly. We go through the set list with the host and with the chef. Sometimes the host is the chef. So we say, cool, we're going to do an intro here, song number one, host introduction, song number two. We're going to tease the menu, song number three, and then we start featuring the individual menu items. Nice. So I have a couple questions around that. You mentioned earlier that sometimes the, well, you just said it again, that sometimes the host is the guest. So there are times where the person's house you're going to, the kitchen you're going to, they want to cook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And that's one of the things. Sometimes we get grandma's lasagna. You know, yeah. we get somebody that says, man, I that's have a really probably great... probably delicious. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, it helps sort of promote the food, too, I guess. It does. It, it does. The and recipe. It's, it's, it's a big part of that. And we try to share the recipe. We try to share the ingredients. We try to share, like, all the all the health contents. Okay, so we and need we to connect you up through. with the Kitchen Chandler. We know someone oh, who does a uh, blog and a web show yeah. type stuff uh, all around I like it. him already. And oh, she yes. was uh, she was in the top ten of the nationwide contest that they did when GE was looking for America's Next Grandmother for cooking. Yeah, we've been to her house and <laughs> cooked awesome. with her. She's amazing. So we'll have to connect you guys up. But that would be oh, the yeah. perfect duo. It like really the would. The Kitchen yeah, Chandler we, and the Kitchen Killers. We've met like, some seriously. great some great hosts and some great people that even though it's not their passion, they have a regular day job. They're family people. They're moms and dads. They're yeah. grandmothers, mm-hmm. aunts and uncles. But they have a passion for cooking. Yeah, you yeah. know, some of them have a passion for desserts. So there's oh, some shows guilty. that we had that uh, were all desserts that's that's the whole that was the whole thing and every now and then the host does want to cook yeah. they, they want to feature something we've even gone as far as somebody says man if the mad scientist isn't available well I'm not really that great of a cook I was thinking of ordering some pizza I'm like heck yeah we'll make that pizza sound like the most gourmet pizza you've ever had in your entire <laughs> life throw us a little parsley oh, on the top that's right that's right know, we've just done, dress it up we've a little had, we've had people bring Taco Bell we'll talk about the taco and how hey, incredible whatever. it is and how it's made we just have a good time oh, yeah. and that's number one it's fun 
Yeah, yeah there, it sounds it like is that fun. is. You guys bring a lot of energy. Like thank just you through yeah. the phone, you can be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm sitting right there. Yeah, they're talking to me. You make good eye contact. Dude, it's it, it really is a great it really is a great platform. Well, really we found I, I don't know why because and I guess this is maybe my being naive around podcasts because I listen to podcasts and we talked about how some people that's pretty much all they listen to, but. I listen to audio. I don't really care if there's a video as much. And for some reason, when we do Facebook Live, even if it's just us sitting at a table, it's quadruple the amount of views. And I don't know. People just like to... It's like 800 views the first time we did it. It They like to to see people as they're hearing them. Correct. It's like an interaction. It's a a personal interaction. And and one of the things that we've experienced, especially with this project, is the fact that there's two audiences. On a Friday night, we have the live audience that's in the family room. They're in the entertainment room. Oh, yes. And uh, Heather actually joined us at one of our shows. Right after we we started uh, working together, I told her about the concept. She's like, I would love to show up. Sure enough, uh, she showed up with, uh, with her boyfriend friend Sean, her son Evan, um, and then Carly as well, I believe. So, so I didn't she, even think she came of that. to one of the shows, which is super cool. So we have two audiences. We have the digital audience and then we have the live audience They're, as well. Yeah. And we play off of each other. You know, we do things with the digital audience that the live audience doesn't understand, can't see, and we also have jokes with the live audience that the digital audience doesn't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. that is so cool. we try to kind of play off each other because we really want the digital audience to understand we have a great live audience. We want them to invite the, us to their kitchen. Yeah. For the that's next the, That's the idea. Exactly. So right now we're booking we're booked through June. We're booking into July. Oh, so wow. our Fridays are, are getting pretty busy. Really fortunate. We're playing a lot of festivals. We're featuring a lot of really cool restaurants. Like uh, next Wednesday, we'll be at Island Time off Washington Street by Lake Eola. We're going to be featuring four entree menus, four drink menus. Devin, the owner, is going to be there. Uh, we met with Very Heather, cool. their marketing manager. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Incredible people. The food was unbelievable. I we went there last Saturday food. and we tried it. You get Wednesday night, 7.05 to 8.05. They're going to have free samples. Come and try it out. It's going to be really, really great. It's completely free. Come in, sit down, listen to some music, and try some food. Oh, yeah. Awesome. We'll, we'll make sure to plug that again when sure. we uh, air the yeah. podcast. So it's a cool idea. It's a it really cool so, idea. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Never man. seen anything like it. Yes. And it was one of those things again. It was that rat race. You know, I had played all. I've, I've played. If there's a venue in Orlando, I've been there. And you when know, Jen first reached out to us, sure. Jen, right? Yeah, Jen Hogan. Sure. Okay. The one and only. Got to say the name a few times. Amazing right? and incredible. Um. I would, and I looked you guys up. I'm like, oh my God, this is really cool. Like, awesome. how come I haven't heard of this yet? Well, but it wasn't the time t- yet. That truth was the time told, for me to hear about you. When she told me that oh, you guys he, contacted had, us, yeah. I go, I know who the kitchen killers are. Because I, I had already seen a few of your video clips. And oh, cool. I don't know if I just saw them in my Facebook feed or even From where. somebody else, maybe. I couldn't yeah. remember. But I knew who you guys were right away. So it's awesome. working for sure. Yeah, man. It, it takes time. And that's what of I course. tell people. Some people, like with, with Smiley McGee, we had a drummer who was a fantastic drummer. And we were talking about our two-year plan. He goes, honestly, Billy, if we're not famous in two years, I'm just going to quit. I'm like, quit now. Yeah. <laughs> Vertical Horizon played for 13 years before anybody knew who they were. Maroon 5 played for 12 years before anybody knew who they were. Matchbox 20 with Tabitha's Secret. Here, yeah. Yeah, And and it just takes time. you got to break through the noise. There's a lot of saturation. There's a lot of bands, a lot of musicians. You have to find a niche. You have to create something that's never been done before, which is really tough in an environment where everybody is creating something that's never been done before. That's true. And it takes a team. The way that I kind of refer to it, this is you you can have a, a, a NASCAR driver, and he's one driver and one 
one car, but without a pit crew of professionals, passionate people, that car isn't going anywhere. Right, it's not getting anywhere. You know, we couldn't do it by ourselves. Well, you're, uh, you know, as an author, I think I can relate to that whole keep doing it, don't put a deadline on it. Because when you talk about all the bands that took forever, I think about all the authors you hear, like J.K. Rowling had 13 publishers turn her down. Mm -hmm. I love stories about that, whether it be bands or authors or whatever, where persistence pays off. Don't get discouraged. Just keep on going and evolve. And we we talked about that a little before the show started. You have to be able to evolve. You have to be able to switch it up. You have to be able to let go of what worked yesterday and Mm -hmm. figure out what works tomorrow. Yes. And I think adapt to change. That's a a key factor. Oh, yeah. And going into different kitchens every Friday night, like I was telling them on the way here, I've never been here. I've never met any of them. We don't know what we're walking into, but it's going to be fun. It is. It'll be a great time. When we walk into a kitchen last night, the moment we walked in, the energy was pure. It was great. I can feel it right immediately. There's been some kitchens we walk into. I'm like, this is going to be a tough one. They taught us a lot in the very beginning of the show. Now, a couple minutes before we go on, we address the crowd. We let them know we we use no amplification. There's no microphones. There's no speakers. We love the engagement. In between the songs, let us know you like it. Let us know if you hated it. Whatever. During the songs, try to keep it to a low roar just because the microphone is hot and we are live. Be careful what you say. I cannot edit it. it. There's no What you say, brother, it is out there. (laughs) You know, so we start to give that disclaimer and it really does help people understand what's going on. And a big part of the responsibility falls on the host. It's their job to control Mm -hmm. their crowd. So if the crowd starts getting out out of hand, you know, we have Shelly Wheeler, who's absolutely incredible. She's, a, a, she's a, if anybody's the third member of the Kitchen Killers, it's her. She comes along with you usually? Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost every single show. Because you have somebody videoing, doing the, little videos for yeah, you so and the, stuff. Yeah, so the videos we put together, the photos we put together, photos of the food. So mm-hmm. when we first get there, I'm taking shots. The Commodore's taking shots. Uh, oh, Shelly's taking, yeah. pi- we're taking pictures of everything. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where I'm getting the camera set up, getting the tripod set up. Uh, the Commodore's tuning all the guitars. I'm going through the set list with the host and the chef. Shelly's going around taking pictures and video of everything figuring out what we need to do so she can put together uh, a video yeah um, so any videos you see on Facebook anything like that normally it's done by Shelly oh, oh that's nice. great and she'll the... control the crowd if the hostess yeah. does not get and them she, together buddy. she's got that she's 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 a mother of two yeah and if she needs to <laughs> we have that tone she'll drop we that mama that voice real <laughs> Give quick you that look. oh yeah so we talked a little bit before we started about how me and Dan kind of came into the podcast sure. um what's it called world world I guess um and that was about kind of getting ourselves involved in the community more. Are there any organizations that you're involved with that you'd like to kind of mention that you give of your time or resources to? Uh, we, we like to do as much as we can for any kind of charity work that comes in. So we have a lot of people reach out and we always kind of put it on the feed. Oh, if there's something that, that you need, if there's something that you like, a lot of them are personal friends that are going through something tough and they yeah. have a GoFundMe. I'm like, send me the link. We'll talk about Share it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, one, of, one of my good friends, Jacqueline Stewart, her dad was my vocal coach for a long time. She had a friend of hers who su- uh, suddenly lost her house and lost her son. Oh, oh my goodness. So she said she's going through a really hard time of right now. Is. is there yeah. is there any way that you guys, you know, could talk about this on air? I'm like, send me the link, send me your all your information. We'll make sure we push it as long as you yeah. will push it hard for the next week. Right. You know, so jump into the feed so yeah. you're there and we can talk about it. And as soon as she pops into the feed, we like to say hi to people that come into the yeah. feed. Yeah. So if somebody comes in I'm like, Oh, what's up? What's and up? That's, Heather? A, that's an art that's too. To that's you. a talent to do that. Let me tell you, <laughs> a, a lot of it happens in, in real time and sometimes while we're playing a song, people will 
will come in. So in my mind, as I'm playing the song, I'm like, say hi to Reese, say hi to Jason, say hi to Pete. So at the end of the song, I'm like, what's up, Reese? Good to see you, my man. From EMS Mobile Detailing, make sure you check out his link. Reese, toss a link in there. I want everybody to click because if you need your car detailed, they will come to you. It's super cool. Reese, great to see you, my dude. That's a talent right there, buddy. Managing all that. It's been a long time. I've been doing this for a while. Well, that's great to see that you are involved in the community. You're helping your be. community whenever the opportunity pops up. So we'd love to see that. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is just to be able to try to provide that positive energy you were talking about, you know, and, yeah. and we don't want to put a price on it. So that's why we always play our Friday nights. We play for free. That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us here Thanks on for the show. Me, this man. has been great. And you're going to play a song for us, right? Yeah. If that's okay with you guys, oh, I'd love to. Absolutely. Heck yeah. That'd be awesome. And uh, we'd like to stay in touch with you. And uh, I hope so. We would know. love to have you on our show. It'd be great to have you both sit down oh, at the table. Oh, we would love that. We would absolutely is that cool? love that. Yes. Nice. You're, you're probably going to have to be, eat some pretty tasty food. Is that okay? Uh, oh, God, I'm twisting my arm here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to be on your show. In fact, we'd also love to have you both back on the show and the Commodores back in that town. That would be really and, uh, great. Here yeah. the two of you play. Yeah, from what I understand, the Commodore's in Denmark right now. He's trying to. He's over at a brand new uh, a brewery, and he's trying out some some different beers and uh, some some ales today. Oh, so, so he's not like suffering. a hard job. Yeah he's, yeah, he's a tough guy, but he's a traveler. Taking one for the team. <laughs> when he does, that's right. He, he helped the Dyson ball. If you know the Dyson vacuums, yep. he, he was a big part of that too. So he's a world traveler. Nice. Oh, look at him. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. But during that break, we're going to hear a song from Billy. So stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll be right back. Sit upon this throne when you would hold me tight and never 
let me go and I would watch you fly and you would watch me flow and we could face that day we never be alone and you would be my queen as you sit upon this throne Hey guys, welcome back to the Information Station. I hope you enjoyed that lively interview. It was wonderful. Wasn't that fun? Yes, it was a great, great interview. Loved it so much. That's one of the things I love about doing this is that, you know, we're we're helping local businesses, local artists, but we're also meeting and becoming friends with some of the I coolest know. people. And, and the other thing is, just like I tell everybody, you never know who you're going to meet yep. because he brought two guests with him, Lindsay and Heather. Yep. And Lindsay knew an author that writes the same genre That's of right. books that you write. Yep. So now you have a new connection. Yeah. Heather's a realtor. It's like, oh, hello. That's the world's <laughs> one big network. Yeah. But they were great. They actually got to sit in here and listen in on the show. And we didn't have enough headphones or mics for them to be a part of the show. But Oh, we also had it. a technical glitch, which we never have. But the fourth headphone was only playing out of one ear. And I thought it was broken. And five minutes after they left, I just realized it. the cord yeah. wasn't plugged in all the way. I say we fixed it. No, <laughs> Dan fixed it. Let's get real yeah, people. Whatever. whatever. So what you got for me? What kind of information station well, stuff? So I I don't want to sound like we're gushing here, but Billy was a really nice guy. And it seems like he was born to be an entertainer. I mean, he is just all about it. He's... He knows that's what he's doing with his life, but if you watch their Facebook Live, if you listen to the interview we just did, he's just got a way about him that is just very vocal, very mm-hmm. fun and friendly, very quick-witted, quick-witted yeah. and very smart and joking all the time, and he's just cut out for it. But one he's, thing I he's felt- He's my kind of jokester. I like it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but one thing I felt is that he just seems like he's really grateful. He seems like he's really grateful for the opportunities, for friends, for the support. He just- gives an air of thankfulness Mm -hmm. to me. And so I did a little research on thankfulness and gratitude. And there is some really interesting neuroscience around thankfulness or or gratitude. I like hearing this stuff. And, you know, it's like like the article that I uh, mentioned a week or two ago about your mindset for surgery, the power of the human brain. And the power of thought, It's this is not all mysticism yeah. and this... Um, no, that mind-body connection. It is really not a goofy, hippy-dippy thing. It's a real thing that is... Quackery, that is, as they used to like to call stuff like that back in the day. Right. So there are all kinds of sources I'm digging from here. There's a, a Wharton Health Care Management Alumni Association that did a study. There's a list of neuroscientists that did a study. There's the uh, Journal of Personality and Social Psychology that referenced another study that was done at the National Center for Biotechnical Information. There, It goes on and on and on. So uh, the Massachusetts General Hospital did a study. There's all these things I'm pulling from. And I'm not going to go you know, tit for tat for each topic and which one it came from. But this is really tit interesting. Tit for tat. I've always just loved that. Tit for tat? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that means. Where, where did that come from? We have to do that with some research on that. I know. It's really interesting. Oh, you know, I, I, I digress again for a minute, but uh, I posted a thing on Facebook last week that said, it was like a joke thing, and it said, the year is 2217, and uh, we have terraformed Mars, and we're <laughs> traveling to the depths of other universes, and... 
the symbol for save on a computer is still the floppy disk. <laughs> that's what you were talking about when you asked me. <laughs> right. So, But Funny. it stirred up a conversation on my Facebook wall around things that we say that are based on old technology. Like, yeah. I, I want to tape that. When you say, let me tape that. I know, I still that, do that. That's that's a term for record for back when we recorded <laughs> the tape. Or you sound like a broken record. That's like a dead reference now. Like, yeah. you know, young people but, are like, But what records the heck? are coming back though. Oh, are they? Records okay. are coming. Remember, Jacob's really into records. Oh, that's records. right, the vinyl. Yeah, he has like a record player. Okay, well, that's mm-hmm. that's another value. But that'd be a fun topic to discuss when we're just mm. talking about goofy stuff is all the old references that we still use in day-to-day life. But anyway, get back to this gratitude thing. So this is... A this is sort of a list of things that neuroscience says your body and your mind do when you focus on gratitude. One, gratitude makes you more likely to exercise. According to the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, people who kept gratitude journals reported fewer health complaints, more time exercising, and fewer symptoms of physical illness. That's amazing. What's important is that journal because it makes you stop and think about it. Wow. Gratitude reduces your stress level. Duh. Cultivating appreciation <laughs> and other positive emotions showed lower levels of stress hormones. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Gratitude improves the quality of your sleep. It makes sense to me. It increases your emotional well-being, mm-hmm. makes your heart stronger and healthier. That's a crazy one to me. Because according to research conducted at Massachusetts General Hospital, the presence of gratitude in a patient independently predicts superior cardiovascular health. Wow. And there's other studies to back that up too. Hmm. So, you know, the guy you can always so tell cool. is going to have a heart attack. Uh-huh. Like the the guy who was all, I was that guy many years ago, just melting down upset <laughs> about things when you get upset. You know, I say upset because I'm trying to not use foul language yeah. here, but not like crying upset, but de- aggravated upset. Remember when we first got together and I used to tell you it's not good for your health. Your health. Right. Well, it literally. Overall, like in the long run. It releases. What does it release? Because you mentioned. Cortisol. Cortisol. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently there is the reverse of that. So when you're when you have gratitude, you're reducing inflammatory biomarkers in your body. It increases, as I said, your physical activity. That's so cool. Here's an interesting one: gratitude makes you a more effective leader. According to a Wharton study, grateful leaders motivated employees to become more productive because when employees feel valued, they have higher job satisfaction. They mm-hmm. engage in productive relationships. They're motivated to do their best. And they work toward achieving the company's goals. And that's because those leaders are showing gratitude to their employees. So for they're the, thanking that's exactly them right. or, you know, um, fighting for raises for them, whatever it is that's, that's exactly showing right. their gratitude towards them. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just a, a few items in the list that I thought that's was pretty really cool. cool. That, yeah. you know, gratitude is is the way. And there's the list goes on. If you look at any one of those other studies, it's about how it makes you more resilient to trauma, how it improves, you know, your, your personal life, your work yeah. life. And there's a list of things that it goes through on how do you practice gratitude. Well, I talked about the gratitude journal. You can also just write a list of all the things in your life you're grateful for. A lot of people like will th- say, three things they're thankful for or you know the same thing kind of gratitude yep. um grateful for before they go to bed so yeah. i could see how that could help with like resting and ha- kind of like easing your mind before you go to bed yeah me too absolutely and so a lot of it's writing things down but if you're not into the writing things down i i just think you know if you just kind of keep in the back of your mind am i am i thankful and grateful for the things that i have because mm-hmm. i'm a firm believer that if you are 
then you get more of the better things in yeah. life. So, so anyway, that, I just wanted to look that up. I was just noticed great. that I noticed that about Billy, yeah, and I just definitely think that got a, that vibe from him too. Yeah, and I think that's he's contributing a really to cool guy, and he says cool words like "dig it" and stuff like that. Like oh, he's yeah. bringing back those. <laughs> The old seventies references. Yes, I love it. You know, I love me some seventies. Yeah, me too. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate each and every time that you tune in. Speaking of gratitude. Oh yeah. Speaking of gratitude, there it is. We do appreciate it. We love doing this. Love, love, love doing this. I think this is our thing together. You know, and um, we also pouring the wine. It's me pouring some Hutchinson's. He's grateful for the Hutchinson's wine, Um, and we are also super excited just about meeting more people, helping support small businesses, some local organizations that are giving, you know, their time to others. We have some of those coming up um, soon too. So we are super excited for that and we want to keep doing this. So definitely give us a review. Yes. We would love a review um, and a rating as well. Yep. We like those things. The rating's easier, really. It's just the stars. Just just five stars. That's all you have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Just click five. I mean, whatever you want. But, you know, we're grateful for whatever we get. But we we like five stars is the best. It's like five gold stars when you're in kindergarten. Okay? It's it's the best. And subscribe to to our uh, podcast if you like to... If you want to get updates and and hear what we're doing. And speaking of what we're doing, we have a Facebook Live coming up again. We do. We're finally going to get back in it. We're yes. very, we were inspired by the Kitchen Killers. We were. Yeah. Because they are great on camera. And they are. I've got to learn from them because I want to, I, I'm always like talking to the audience like they're there. So I want to look and interact yeah. like that. Whoa, almost spilled that wine. (laughs) My hands got going too fast there, people. See, if we were Facebook Live in it, you could have seen it. (laughs) Yeah, so we've got a whole new setup now with the studio and everything. We got the perfect little spot to do a Mm -hmm. Facebook Live. We got the perfect setup so we can see the comments and some of the things that we were a little rusty at the first time. And I think if you can't interact with the comments that are coming in, it's not nearly as fun for the people that are watching. So I'm going to have to work on that, though, so be patient. No, of course. I might need one of those monocles. So that I can What's see. that? You asked when we're going to be on Facebook Live? Oh, yes, when? Well, I'm are glad you asked. Be on Facebook Live? Because Sunday, this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, fun day. February the 9th at 7 p.m. That's yes. this Sunday, February the 9th at 7 p.m. We're going to do a Facebook Live. We're going to chat about a bunch of things that are going on, yeah. a bunch of things that are coming up, and whatever you want to chat about. So. Give us a call, 407-490-3899. Give us some ideas of what you may want to talk about, or just join us. Join us Sunday night and just start typing in the chat. Yeah. Don't leave us just by ourselves. Yeah, and like Angie said, rate, review, and subscribe. We would really, really appreciate that, and it really helps us out a lot. You can always email us at feedback at findandangie.com. And all social media, findandangie.com. That's right. That's where right. you can find us. I've been being, we've been being a little more active on our social media. Yep. Hopefully not too much because I go it crazy a, when it's too much. It's a fine line, isn't it? It's a fine line. I think one post a day is probably okay. Yeah, there's some math out there about what's overexposure and what's yeah. underexposure. You want to keep it out there if you're doing like a business thing. But mm-hmm. I also, as a consumer, I, it's weird because I don't like it when businesses are in my face all the time. Yeah, so Victoria's Secret, if you're signed up for those emails, ladies or gentlemen, whoever, yep. you're getting like five a day. Yeah. It is too much. I it know. is ridiculous. They send me, I mean, I heard that. Yeah, you see, yeah. yeah, that's what I heard. You get the catalog in the mail, no, buddy. I don't. What? No. What do you mean? 
guys, thank you so much. And until episode 48, remember, at the end of each and every day, it's, it's all, all fine and dangy. This is where we play. This is where he's... <laughs>